Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Thought Process Podcast. Um, it's me, your girl, Shakira, or your host, Shakira. Hey, Ty. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How you so been? It's been a, it has been a while. I've missed your face. Right. <laughs> and now we got, I got, you know, our schedules. Yeah, they just want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Not apologizing. Wait. Y'all just gonna have to be on edge. Like we're gonna be like Beyonce. Like we drop in the middle of the night. It just happens. No right. <laughs> right. I love it. So what has happened since what's happened in the world since the last time we talked? Oh god, when was the last time we talked? <laughs> well, we talked yes. at, for the Fixing Happy Hour podcast, yes. which went Where great. Y'all got me to tell all my business. Right. <laughs> got her. Got her. I lost but Instagram was... followers off that. Really? I think people was like, yo, her dance card is full. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but they wasn't worth your time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we I think we had her the most listens that her uh podcast has gotten. So woo Thanks, That's y'all. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like us. You really like us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's always a lot of shit going on. Um <laughs> I guess what recently are you uh, I wanna talk about the vaccine real quick. You getting the vaccine yes. or did you get the vaccine? Oh man, don't don't make me do this because we have a little okay. baby, we have a little baby platform. But like here's the thing about the vaccine, y'all. <laughs> so like it has nothing so i i teach about the history of medical apartheid in this country about the history of testing on black folks in this country and so like don't be hitting me with like your little like hot takes on henrietta Lacks. like i i literally teach it so mm-hmm. stay, out, stay on my dms on this y'all but <laughs> aside from all of that i have a deep abiding fear of needles mm-hmm. like deeply like I have been I have been escorted out of doctor's offices (laughs) y'all it's bad okay um Mm -hmm. I sometimes fear the fact that I don't like giving blood I don't like needles I fear that I got all kinds of medical monstrosities going on inside me because Mm -hmm. I don't like getting I don't like needles um Mm -hmm. like if it if I can if I can swab it I'm good right 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 um so for the vaccine like it ain't it ain't for me chief and it's terrifying because we are talking i think the news said there's like 60 million people have been fully vaccinated at this point right with Mm -hmm. like every day which is awesome but i was like yo black folk ain't vaccinated though so we still gonna catch covid like that's terrifying Mm -hmm. right but I've heard there's people out here catching COVID with the vaccine. Apparently, they're not even letting it to like simmer or get in their stream or whatever it's supposed to do um, before they back outside. So, <laughs> right. Oh, wait, let me clarify. When I say medical monstrosities, I don't mean like STDs, y'all. I'm good. I meant more like, you know, high cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cracking up. Just need to clarify that before somebody put me on blast like this, you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um I'm, I'm not getting it either. Um, at least not at this time. Probably not getting 
it. Um, I don't get the flu shot either, but um, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. So I'm cool. Like, and I think it's cool. Like everybody else is doing it, getting their little vaccine prize, taking a picture of their their card, and kudos to y'all trying to you know, get the herd immunity up and what not, but I will not be doing my civic duty in that way. Um, just because one, it is an experimental drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ain't trying to be nobody's experiment. <laughs> I'm cool <laughs> on that. Like, and I, we, we got to make space for black people to feel that way without right. saying like, cause I feel like black people who are not getting the vaccine are not the same as Trump supporters who are not getting the vaccine. Like, right. believe COVID's a thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, Black people know COVID <laughs> is a thing. We are always, but as usual, we're stuck in between this rock and a hard place, right? Like, we're stuck between mm-hmm. COVID and a government that loves to experiment on us. Right, right. So I just want to be clear that those are two different things. Don't lump us in with the anti-vaxxers and all that other shit. Right, and even I think the way that they, they've, like, pumped it up to like oh now we want to give a fuck about the uh, the black community so let's make sure we're getting into churches and then to their communities to do this vaccine it's just like hmm something ain't right haha ha, jokes on you we only go to church on easters so. <laughs> i'm cracking up yo <laughs> that's a fact um but we know so, like, yeah we know pandering when we see it you know right like, Mm -hmm. so like we know when y'all are like i got hot sauce in my bag like Mm -hmm. (laughs) right it's just like now they want to give a fuck and i mean kudos to everybody that's doing their thing like that's cool but like definitely no stigma against if i don't want to do it because like people have whatever reasonings they have and all those reasons are valid to them that person so don't don't act like y'all better than other people and not that i've seen it but you know how people do i could see them doing that um so mm-hmm. yeah if you ain't get vaccinated that's cool if you did that's cool too like mm-hmm. rock out with your decision and that you know that be that be that right Right. Like, I just want to make sure that we give space to people and understand where they're coming from. And some people are not physically capable of taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, there, right. There's that as well. So whatever your mm-hmm. decisions are, um, I usually side, I err on the side of people making decisions, well-informed decisions that are the best for them. Right. Yeah. Like my mom, she wasn't, at first she was like, yeah, I'm not getting that vaccine. They, they gonna <laughs> turn us into zombies or whatnot. So, um, she ended up cha- like you know she has a lot of health issues so she's like uh, you know just my luck I died from COVID so let me get the vaccine or whatever. The so last night she was sitting there in her like little nightgown or whatever and she had her arm in her shirt and her hand like her <laughs> her shirt was just hanging like in the arm spot. I'm like damn mom you lost your arm all night. <laughs> she started cracking up. She was like yeah I lost this COVID vaccine. <laughs> oh man. What they call it, what old people used to call it, the dropsies? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that, so. oh, yeah, we should talk about, though, I didn't have a chance to delve too deeply in it, but, yo, um, so AstraZeneca is having um, significant adverse reactions. Um, mm-hmm. I just seen something about them today. Who have blood disorders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like be very when you're doing the vaccine, y'all, please read up on the side effects, the different adverse reactions. Some of them have differing um effective um effective rates. Cause I think I don't want to misquote, but I think one of them 
is only like what 81 percent effective and the others are in the, and the others are in the 90s so okay. like be careful about what you're what you, what you're deciding what to you're take. choosing yeah i'm well, really thinking that the i'm i'm don't quote me i think it's the johnson and johnson one that's in the 80s Mm. listen i just speaking of the johnson and johnson one uh my mom said she was in line and a lady was like yeah i wasn't getting that johnson and johnson one because um they can't even get baby powder right and i was like you oh, got them right <laughs> you got them right like yeah i'm i'm cool on that one too oh man that's a word Yikes. So actually, okay, so I'm looking at it now, right now. I'm at the CDC government site. So, you know, not Joe Schmo, regular Degler's blog site. Mm-hmm. And it's saying that the Johnson and Johnson one had, I just saw it, I just saw it. It said the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was 66.3% effective at clinical trials. In preventing COVID-19 and people who had no evidence of a prior infection two weeks after receiving the vaccine. Mm. That's a little low, y'all. Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm. Yeah, I I'm like I even if I was to consider it, I need way more like evidence on long-term effects. And you can't tell me you know the long-term effects of these shots because y'all just came up with it. Like it's less than a well, it's you know, COVID's been around for a year, so that means the vaccine, the research that y'all have been doing, has you know, at least on this one, this particular strain. And then there's multiple strains, so like, is it going to protect me against all of them? Like, uh uh, no, I will say, I will say this will really, will really grind to my gears about this whole thing, honestly, is like, we still don't have a vaccine for AIDS, Mm -hmm. right. And it's just a part of a larger larger conversation about how when shit starts to affect white people, oh, oh, we are we can do medical marvels, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> right. niggas may do groundbreaking research then. <laughs> but it's like when it's affecting mostly queer people, mostly black women, right? Mostly black people, or disproportionately us, right? It's like 40 years later, we're still making incremental gains. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand. Actually, I do understand. I'm not going to lie. It's racism, y'all. Everything goes back to racism. Racism, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a damn shame. They don't give a fuck about us. Like, and that's why I'm not getting y'all funky ass vaccine because y'all know y'all don't give a fuck about us. Not your funky ass vaccine. Funky ass vaccine. Y'all can save that. Save that one. Mm Mm-mm. Um, if I die, I die at this point. Like, as opposed to be. Yeah, people who are getting the vaccine, y'all are the goats. Y'all are ensuring that I get to have my my hot girl summer. I feel the hope. Right? The <laughs> yeah. As we speak. <laughs> yes. Okay. I appreciate it. It's it's bringing me life. So you know, kudos to y'all. I I toast to you. Hmm. Yes. Um. Definitely. I'm with the hot girl summer. Like I. I've been too good. I've been, you know, I'm I'm old, I'm done school now. I feel like I'm ready to fly, like be out here. Like exactly. Yo, y'all caught that Shakira almost said I'm ready to fuck. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
well, well. I mean, cause I've been good. Like I've been really chilling. Like I'm tired of being good. I've been good for way too long. <laughs> Mood. Uh, it, I'm like overwhelmed though. I'm 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 getting anxious thinking of the shenanigans I usually get up to, and I'm like, mm. I don't know if I still got it in a pimp. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Listen here. I'm ready to fuck around and find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about is, um, so I seen this tweet or, it, well, I initially saw it from this comedian I follow who I know personally, but um, he was saying it was the, the post about the um, normalized friendship dates, right? Right. And he was like, y'all, y'all get on this Beyonce's internet and say anything. Um, I'm not doing no friendship dates or something like that, right? And I'm like, at first I'm like, what? what's the, the issue? Like, I, I go on dates with my friends all the time. Um, and then I got on to Twitter and seeing that there were more men that felt that friendship dates were like a not, like a what was the the sentiment that basically you're in the friend zone and you're getting used? Like that was how I read it. Like kind oh of my like, gosh. I'm trying to find the, the actual tweet so I can read some of the responses. Cause I was just like, Ooh, y'all are, y'all are bothered by this. And I don't, I don't get why men and women can't do this because like i said because, i do it with my friends. men feel like if they spend money they should have access to your pussy that's why so they don't right. see the point of a friendship date i don't want to spend money on you if i can't fuck you afterwards it's transactional for them but so, the but the thing is nobody even said anything about money having to be spent like it was like i'm not dressing up with nobody if we're not like <laughs> yeah but it's like what you like Think about they, they, what they're saying that they they do these things to get access to pussy. They get mm-hmm. dressed. They look. They get dressed to look nice, right? They spend a couple of dollars, right? They go mm-hmm. out to restaurants. They are creative in their dates, right? They're doing that for the pursuit of pussy. If they ain't getting pussy, then they're like, no, there's no point. Mm-hmm. All right, so I found the tweet. Um, hold on. When we try to normalize friendship head, don't look at me crazy was one of the uh the messages saying that again, transactional. I need head because I'm your friend. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> friendship dates sound like a lot like separate checks, please. Which could also like could very much be why, a part of it. Why not? <laughs> so what they're really ta- what they're really communicating is i have no interest in spending time with a woman if i don't get to fuck her right right and that and that's like and i think that comes up in my own personal life of like most of the men that are express interest in me just want to fuck me or like and i could tell very quickly that they don't they don't even beat around the bush they don't even finesse it or nothing <laughs> they, they're like right at it like hey girl i'm trying to do this and this and this and this to you and i'm like nigga who are you first of all <laughs> who are you yo and i can't my thing is like i be trying to tell people yo i have weird sex okay so like leave me alone it's not what you want if i were if right. i were to indulge you you're gonna like go home and feel like you need to go to church tomorrow and possibly <laughs> connect with your parents so like <laughs> 
Leave me alone. I'm not the girl you want to fuck. I promise. Mm-hmm. This ain't what you want. Listen, I had a writing crap and I was like, can I use this on you? To some guy, he's like, well, what you going to do with it? What the fuck you think I'm going to do with it? Like, <laughs> you light skin and I want to see you get red. So what's up? What's up? No. <laughs> no, you're not about that life. All right, then need not a fucking ply. Right, but, but I mean, just, that's at the bottom line. I think that's what it is. It's like, and we need to own that and we need to like, believe them when they say this shit they -hmm. are not interested in spending time with us (laughs) if they are not getting access to vagina Mm. leave them alone (laughs) damn it right right Mm. i'm telling you messing with men like dating cishet men is the most ghetto shit i do like my mom raised me my mom raised me so much better than this Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yeah, I had to. I had to set a. Well, I had to cut this guy off because, like, that's how he was coming at me. And I, I told him, I said, "Hey, maybe instead of trying to fuck me, you should try to date me first. And he was like, oh, "Okay, let's go on a date." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna give you my number so we can get to know each other in the meantime, in between time, see if we even make it because it was supposed to be like the next week." And this nigga, like, it was like, "Good morning, Queen. I want to lick up your whole vagina." And I'm like, "Nigga, what?" We ain't been talking this long. Like, why do you why do you think you it's okay for you to talk to me like that? Like, I don't know where I allowed that or what what energy I gave off, but that ain't it, boo boo. And I thought I was clear about it, but it kept happening. So I had to be like, um, yeah, this ain't gonna work out because you can't get over your sexual attraction to me, and I already told you that's not what I'm on. Right? Like, men, so many men miss out on good, like, re- like robust relationships with women. Cause they're just too fucking horny. It Girl, is, it is just so, it's so off-putting. And I'm just like, yo, like, especially being a queer woman that is around other women that I'm attracted to all the time, and mm-hmm. other women just in general. It's like, yo, it's so off-putting because it's and like, I know how to act, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not con- I'm not a constant horn dog that's going around making people feel uncomfortable twenty four seven. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like do y'all just like it's that's all y'all like all y'all want. Like I have, and and then and the thing is, like I said, finesse it, right? Like you can you can want it, right? But like I don't need to know about it. I don't need to know about it. Like let's let's have a thing. You can you just feed me whatever you want to feed me, and then like like earn it, earn it. If it's just given to you, like, that, I feel like that devalues the, the, you know, the fun of it. And, like, you could get there and have all the glory that is, but you can't even not, like, verbalize it. I don't know what the fuck it is uh, and why uh, they can't just keep it to themselves. My, my co-host is in her bag right now. She refers <laughs> to her sex as all the glory that is. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, oh, it's more <laughs> secure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, get to like you. You got to do work to get to heaven. All right, Shakira went biblical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like PSA again to these niggas: do work first, and then yeah, it's just <laughs> weird to me. And I and my my whole thing too is like I try not to make assumptions with people, so it's like I don't assume that sex is going to be that we're going to be on the same page with sex anyway right so Mm -hmm. it's just weird to me how men so many men will come off sexual with you 
And it's like, you don't even know what I like. I might like pagan niggas. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I did have this guy that was right, really upfront with me. But then, like, the first couple of days, he was asking me, he was telling me we needed to get me a strap because he wanted to be pegged. And I'm like, nigga, I didn't even tell you I was into that. Like, I just, and you just put it on the table. Okay, well. Right. Like, I could be, <laughs> I could be so sexually toxic. Like, the sexiest right. thing to me could be, like, I don't know, the che- the tears of your childhood trauma miss- mixing with my juices as you eat me out. <laughs> like, I could be the most toxic sexual being walking. Why right. would you want that? You don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Well, and, and, that's, and that goes to say that they don't value their magic sticks right they're themselves like y'all are just willing not y'all i'm not going to generalize for our you know sensitive men out there um (laughs) so he tries to be considerate while giving y'all a backhanded (laughs) just saying you know um because you know niggas be like it ain't all men okay i'm not if i if it don't apply let it fly it's like i don't want to offend y'all sensitive asses But, um, oh, man, what was I even saying? Um, I done lost the thought. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like just men, there needs to be some sort of 101 class for men on how to properly uh, penetrate a woman's DMs. But I also think that part of it is the way that we socialize men and women, right? So mm-hmm. it's like men have such an adversarial relationship with men, with women. And it's somewhat terrifying because a lot of men approach romantic relationships, sex in general, as something they have to like trick women into. They have to finesse mm-hmm. them into. They have to mm-hmm. guide them into it rather than being something that's like mutually agreed upon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're constantly approaching it that way, when from childhood we're raising and socializing boys and girls to think of each other as different, right? Right. It's not surprising that men talk to women like they're from fucking Mars. Right. Like I've I've run across so many men who literally can't articulate any of their thoughts and intentions to me. And I'm like, oh, oh but you can get around your boys and run your mouth all goddamn day. But when you right. tell me, it's like I'm a foreign species. And it's like because that's how they view us. Like, mm-hmm. they've always been. And in terms of, like, relationships, it's like when, when people describe the, the shortfalls of romantic relationships, it's always adversarial. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to fight with nobody. I want to make shit work. No. And personally, for me, the biggest turnoff is someone feeling like they need to convince me to fuck them. Right. Why do you even want the pussy if you gotta if you gotta convince me? <laughs> like I want someone who wants to fuck me. I want someone mm-hmm. that is head over heels, who is like, I'm all about it. I want you, I want you right now, and I want the shit to be reciprocal. I mm-hmm. don't wanna have to convince nobody the merits of penetrating me. Mm-hmm. I I think <laughs> that goes to like men. I, I've never understood why men will essentially beg us to fuck i'm like where is your dignity sir put your right (laughs) and that's what oh that's what i was trying to say like they devalue their 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 space i like they just can just give it away so freely um whereas and again this is probably the socialization that like we're we're more well some women um 
we 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 hold our I guess vaginas as a sacred space, right? And so like I I get into my modes where I'm like, mm, yeah, no, nah, I can't just fuck. Not that I just I can just fuck anybody. I probably could, but anyway, uh, I get in my modes like I'm not just fucking nobody not at this point in time in my life, which is probably where I am now. Um, but men, I feel like they don't. They don't get there. It's just like whatever. You got a hole. You got a hole. You got a hole. You got a hole. It's a hole. Ooh, <laughs> the ball go in the hole. Like, that, like that's how basic they are. And it's- I don't want it. And I want to make. I want to make sure we're making room. I'm. I'm. A, I am a student of Joan Morgan. And and when chicken heads come home to roost, her seminal black feminist text. And I, she taught me so many things when she said, "What about people who just like to fuck." I think there should be mm-hmm. space for that, right? Like right. every time I have sex with someone, it doesn't have to be a deeply like transcendental universe mm-hmm. exploding, you're my soulmate kind of move. Right. Sometimes you're cute, I'm cute. I'm just trying to see how the dick is. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and that's it, it be, and that's all. It can be that too, but it should be mutual like that, way, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, if the energy ain't mutual like that, if you're not getting them, if you're not catching the vibes, like, read right. the room. Like right. and that's what my problem was with the guy. Like he kept saying something, and I wasn't like I would ignore it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm slide over that and talk about something else. I'm gonna slide over that, and the nigga wasn't reading the room. I'm like, you don't, you don't see that I'm not into that. Like, I'm not right. like, oh yeah, do it to me. Oh yeah, make me soak <laughs> on the bed. Like, that's not where I'm at. So like, right. adjust. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, so I think that's the problem. And it's just like, ugh, you start to feel like played and coerced. And it's like, it's not a good vibe. It's not. Right. Right. Now, the good thing I will say about him um, is that he gave me a decent response. It wasn't a toxic male response. Well, I mean, he called himself toxic, so maybe it was. But um, <laughs> he, he thanked me for, like, you know, saying something and being open, and he started that he couldn't control it, um, which was cool. But it's also, like, my, and my brother brought this up. He was like, damn, like, he couldn't, like, again, finesse it. He couldn't, like, fake it and be like, oh, my bad, I'll do better, and then try to do better. He was just like, mm, yeah, okay. Like, that's really all you wanted. Okay. <laughs> Well, you think about it, like, it's funny, like, a couple years ago, when we were, like, kind of in the midst of, like, all the media coverage of, like, the Me Too movement and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, people were talking again about the the ways in which men engage women in professional settings, right, where mm-hmm. this sort of behavior is inappropriate. A huge part, like, a, a substantial part of the male, like, discourse, right, not male population, but the discourse that was being had was men being like, okay, we just won't talk to women anymore. And it was like, damn, nigga. So you don't know how to, there's no, there's no middle ground. You don't right. know fucking sexual harassment slash assault or ignoring that you exist. Right. And so that's what um, this girl, I was talking to the girl doing my massage before we came here or before we got on the podcast. And she was like, yeah, so which one would I want? Would I want every guy to want to fuck me or would I want every guy to put me in a friend? And she was like, I would probably want every guy to want to fuck me rather than being in the friend zone. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I get, like, how not having that attention could affect you, um, especially if you're a person that likes attention. But then every guy want to fuck me. And I, that shit, I'm... That sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> like, would not recommend, like... <laughs> I don't want it. And also, why do we have to have this binary? There, right. 
there are friends who fuck. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> like, why are we still talking about it like friends are people you don't fuck? Right. And I, and I think, uh, so my Neo had posted something and was like, yeah, women be fucking their friends and calling them bro because that's my bro and I fuck them. <laughs> yes. Like, what are you talking about? I love him like a brother and I fuck him like a husband. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, you have them nights and it's like, oh, well... I'm horny, you horny. What's up? Like, and I, I am a firm believer in emotional sex because I like compartmentalizing shit. Who mm-hmm. better to give you all of the perks of emotional sex than someone who fucking knows you well? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well. <laughs> I want to I orgasm from someone who understands that I have passive aggressive issues because my mother's a bitch and we've been estranged for years and she's on my block list. That's dope. Oh. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't I don't know. I, so that something has been on me is like healing this relationship between a black man and black woman because we we do need each other. Like we we kind of all we got, but there has been such this like battle between the sexes, um, which of course goes back to the to the white man and racism and all the shit that they did to us. Um, trauma and all of that so i mean there's definitely like it's multi-level right um but i mean i think the healing needs to occur like we need to have these conversations and be open like hey when you do this to me i feel like this and they can do the same thing like but that'll that'll take them having to be able to articulate their feelings and you know they're okay all right well (laughs) also we have to acknowledge the fact that like I'm gonna take the hit for it. A lot of black men don't have any kind of racial or gender consciousness. So let's start there. Like, if you took police brutality off the table, mm-hmm. how racially conscious would most black men be? <laughs> they probably like this black man. Um, I was talking to about on this podcast about race who was raised in a whole white society. And like, yeah, because because and and I think that has something to say where like they're they're trying to be this this white man, um, in in certain aspects, <laughs> white men on night mode. Mm-hmm. But this isn't <laughs> this isn't like, but this isn't endemic to black men, right? We see this sociologically. We see that once a member of an out group has an opportunity of, to be a member of the in group, yeah, they take it because then they mm-hmm. can oppress people the way they've been oppressed. Think about. Yeah. When Trump was running for president and he was saying Mexicans are rapists and murderers, Mexicans are stealing our jobs. And then what started happening? Black men started popping up as Trump supporters. And it was Mm -hmm. like, why? Because they would go to Trump rallies and be embraced by white people because suddenly they weren't the out group. Mexicans Mm -hmm. were the out group. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Paula Freyer talked about that in the pedagogy of the pedagogy of the oppressed. Oppressed. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. He talks about how like basically that happens. You try to emulate your oppressor. And and yeah, so we see it all the time. It's why it's why the abused become abusers. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to like part of it, the conversation we talk about white people recognizing the privilege that they exercise. Right. A part of that conversation of healing is black men recognizing the gendered power that they exercise. So when white people right. be like, as soon as they shut down, when they hear the word <laughs> privilege and they be like, I don't want to talk about it. 
my life hasn't been perfect, da 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 Have a conversation about gender dynamics with a black man and see how quickly he shuts you down and starts talking about police brutality. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm. And also, I just want to see black women defined by black women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're dope. And I just want us to take care of us for a while. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that we should shed our bonds with black men, right? There's plenty of black men I like. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But I also think that, like, I would tell, if, if I were talking to a friend, like, giving them advice, I would tell them that you shouldn't keep putting yourself out there for people who don't reciprocate it for you. Right? right take care of you and they'll get their shit together so that's how yeah. i feel there are plenty of black men who are on the bandwagon there are plenty of mm-hmm. black men who are feminists there are plenty of black men that will give their all for black women that's what's up we can do brunch right right <laughs> that's a fact you're right but other black men that just don't get the message and just aren't here for it okay like we have to be we have to start being very deliberate about where we devote and channel our energy Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because I was definitely trying to heal the toxic Negro. <laughs> definitely trying to find a way to. Because I'm sick of them. Okay, for, and for some reason, them they are drawn to me. So let me just change, switch it up real quick. <laughs> I know. I be feeling like I need to have a spiritual cleanse because, like, I get the most toxic. I get I get homophobic people. That shit's mm-hmm. wild, yo. I be like, yo, I'm. <laughs> queer as fuck right <laughs> and i get the most homophobic most misogynistic men in my dms and i'd be like are you lost right <laughs> okay mm. yeah they be lost every time for you you the light <laughs> i don't want to be you know how like you know how like insects are photosensitive you turn mm-hmm. on your porch light and all the mosquitoes come to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. would not recommend Mm-mm. well so i think you also wanted to uh discuss uh, the quavo elevator incident why is it always on the elevator like what like why y'all can't y'all had no like other place to do that you gotta get in a tight ass elevator fighting the elevator is undefeated <laughs> undefeated that elevator footage you will not win was it ray Listen. rice uh Solange yep. and jay-z mm-hmm. now Quavo gonna get you every time gonna get you every time undefeated <laughs> i need to start working at hotels and shit so i can sell tmz Listen, exactly. <laughs> bag like people i saw this every time something like this happens people just be given their uninformed opinions and it destroys my mm-hmm. faith in humanity <laughs> i'm gonna say this man sweetie don't bother nobody okay mm-hmm. she get her nails done and she remix old bops into new ones <laughs> i am not upset with sweetie hey she's mm-hmm. she's she's literally she literally reminds me of a time before social media when we didn't actually know musicians artists we didn't know their insight before Twitter, before Instagram, before they could say stupid shit. When they used to just take right. pictures and and put out music, 
mm-hmm. and everybody was unproblematic because we never we never heard from them <laughs> right, right? Mm-hmm. and like sweetie reminds me of that all that bitch do is get her nails done and 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 do the splits when quavo buy her birkins and i'm, I'm here <laughs> for it right i normally don't i don't do the relationship goals thing i don't prop up particular relationships but there were some aspects that i saw obviously from the outside looking in right mm-hmm. that i applauded like <laughs> At her 90s birthday party, um, which I wanted one so bad. But anyway, at her 90s birthday <laughs> party, he gave her two Birkins and that bitch dropped down to the splits. And I know, that's right. It was the funniest shit ever. And this nigga looked, this nigga started blushing. And I was like, Aww. right. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, your bitch is extra, but you still love her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and so my thing is like, I don't think anybody should be putting their hands on anybody mm-hmm. i saw the video footage but then i was heard, told there were multiple edits of the tape and all this kind of shit and i just got to the of point course where i was just like i don't even care like nobody should be putting their hands on anybody mm-hmm. like full stop if you say that that should be a consensus everyone can agree on right yeah that's what i said my dad um when he was teaching me how to fight and things like that he, you know, told me not to put my hands on people first. So, like, as long as I, when if they touch me, then I can then touch them back. But like, keep your hands to yourself. So that's kind of how I went. Like, it was my right. hands was for protection. <laughs> right. Now don't catch these hands. But I don't, I, you know, as someone who's had a, a significant other, I had a, a man punch me in the face that I was with. Right. Um, as someone who's been in queer relationships, same sex relationships, where. I think all too often we dismiss when women put yeah. their hands on each other in queer relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that shit is just as toxic. I think toxic. It's just, as, just as harmful, right? Because Absolutely. you're talking about someone that you are personally and emotionally invested in causing you harm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any of that is okay. I don't think it's dismissive. I don't think it's cute when women put their hands on men. I think it's dangerous that we dismiss the violence that sexism is and misogyny is so deeply ingrained that we dismiss women as incapable of real violence because that right. puts men in danger, right? Mm-hmm. If your bitch is consistently, because people who are abusers, they escalate with time, right. right? So if your bitch is consistently putting her hands on you and you keep playing it off or dismissing it because she's just a girl, she's just a mm-hmm. woman, right? She's going to kill your ass eventually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. So like, I think that's dangerous. Um, so I really, I'm a firm believer and like, I'm with you. It's about self-defense. Like you put your hands on me. I'm a scrapper. Okay. I'm going to turn into mm-hmm. the motherfucking hobbit in this bitch. Like, <laughs> cause like my mom was like, she grew up in like public housing in like Daytona beach, Florida. And she talked to me about like, everyone in my family is short. We are a family of hobbits y'all. So <laughs> she basically told me that she watched this kid, this little boy get bullied every day at, during elementary school. And it just escalated. It got worse and worse with time until finally one day they were getting off the school bus and the bullies pushed him, right? He tripped over his, like when he, when they pushed him, he tripped and he cracked his skull open on the edge of the curb. He died in front of them. Oh my goodness. Like a middle school boy. Mm. and my mom like her lesson from that was like one bullies always escalate they never decide oh I don't feel like bullying you anymore right mm-hmm. they will keep pushing the boundaries 
And two, yep. they will fuck around and kill you on accident, if not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. So my mom was like, don't ever let someone get comfortable putting their hands on you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the way I look at it. You might be intending to hurt me, but I'm like, bitch, you might accidentally kill my little ass, okay? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right, right. I don't play those games and I don't want anyone... I have, I know what it feels like to flinch when someone you love reaches for you. And mm-hmm. I don't ever want somebody to feel that way when I reach for them. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to a friend about domestic violence and things like that. And I mean, there are some women out there that, that do con- con- consistently put their hands on a man and, you know, with the, with the mindset of he better not put his hands on me because I'm a woman. Right. And then when he puts his hands on you, now y'all have an abusive relationship. Y'all are, y'all are beating each other up. Um, and how toxic is that shit? Like, what? No. That's not, <laughs> that's insane, yo. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And I mean, um, the, you know, domestic violence is very, like, there's layers to it. Um, and just, you know, abuse in general, um, intimate partner abused or whatever um and you know there i always hear people saying like i don't know why she stays and this is that and you know it's really it can be psychological and um they control their money and you know things like that so there's definitely multiple reasons the people who say they don't know why people stay it's like and you still talk to your mom who beat the shit out of you every day like right 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 right. right. and why do you and why do you still talk to your mom because it's my it's my it's my mom Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so like they, every like we gotta stop with that mythos that, I hate like, you because I love you no no <laughs> we gotta stop with that mythos that like I don't understand why people stay or if they didn't want it like they they could just mm-hmm. leave it's a right and and be clear that statistics have shown us that a woman's chances of being killed by her partner increase seven to eight times if she leaves because at that mm-hmm. point the abuser will decide that it's better for them to be dead than to be without them right Mm-hmm. and we don't we don't link it to mass shootings the way we should right when that guy became a mass shooter in san bernardino when he shot up that kindergarten class it was mm-hmm. because the te- the kindergarten teacher was his wife who had left mm-hmm. him. she had moved out and moved out of his the house she shared with him and back in with her adult children he didn't go there to just shoot up a school he went there to shoot her the kids were collateral damage when we mm-hmm. talked about um a year or two ago when that ER in Chicago got shot up, mm-hmm. nobody talked about it. But one of the details that emerged from that was that an ER nurse was engaged to the shooter and she had mm-hmm. broken off the engagement. That's why he came up in the ER she worked in shooting, right? Like there's a huge tie. And this is a country that honestly politically can't even agree on whether or not people convicted of domestic violence should have access to guns and whether that violates their <laughs> second degree, their second amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't play with that. If you, if you look like <laughs> you thinking about putting hands right. on me, I, what is that song? I'm a runner. I'm a track star. Like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Uh-huh, I'm out. I'm out. I will the first sign. Right. I will drop you a card, a referral to a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to try to fix you. I'm not going to try to fix us. I'm out. Yeah. So ladies, uh, to our listeners, ladies and gentlemen, if your partner is um, abusing you, 
what's the domestic violence hotline let me let me look it up for y'all yeah oh we're like a real show because you know shows do that now when they talk yes, about stuff. it's like you got to give the hotline information mm-hmm. let me find it for y'all 800-799-SAFE and that's 800-799-7233 yes we got to give them resources hunty I'm, that's the social worker in me <laughs> mm-hmm. um another thing i wanted to talk about is the um george floyd case well it's the the Derek chauvin case because he's on trial and not george floyd even though they want to do that um mm-hmm. and it don't look like he's doing good it don't i mean i don't watch it too often but my mother does Child. my grandmother does and it don't look like he's doing too well yo like we having a four week trial for a murder we all watched. We seen. I, I, I seen. I I saw that nigga in the courtroom. I was. I seen you. I, like I he, right. Make it make sense. Like what? Because he's a cop. Because any other like person, any other American, any other citizen, if that if you got the, the what, make it. He did it. We saw it. The 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 uh, police chiefs are on there. The other cops are like, that's not what he was trained to do. He wasn't supposed to do that. We fired him. What what are we debating about? Like, what does what does the jury need to deliberate? <laughs> is there not about? an ex- is there not an express lane to jail? <laughs> <laughs> is there not? There's a VIP line at the club, right? Come on, There's a like... fast pass on the highway. <laughs> There's, there's a monopoly. You could go right to jail. Jail. And I I am a prison abolitionist and I normally don't want no one in jail. Right. I feel like Same. he should be His like ass can go. He, he could go though. And then we could His see, ass we can do go. prison abolition afterwards. <laughs> yes, his ass can go because I can't oh there's Oh, on a on a, a a peppier note, we gotta talk about this. I completely forgot about this. I want to get my thoughts out. Okay, Space Jam. Oh, I seen I seen it. Did I, you see the trailer? I did. I did. I, I have issues. I have. You issues. have issues. Okay, I have, issues. I have a couple issues so, too. Okay, okay. So here's my Go problem. Ahead. <clears throat> As a millennial born in '85, okay, Space mm-hmm. Jam was my generation. So yes. my thing is, Space Jam was a limited universe. Mm-hmm. It was Michael Jordan and Bill Murray, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was Looney Tunes. The cameos that we got in that movie, other than obviously Michael Jordan and Bill Murray, were the basket were the NBA players whose powers were stolen by the yeah. squad, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the in, that was the the limits of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Looney Tunes and the NBA, like these six NBA players, including Jordan, right? Right. Here's my fucking problem with Space Jam 2. One, <laughs> we didn't ask for this shit. No, we didn't. Okay? Mm-mm. Okay? So, and if you're wondering why, let me give you citations. Okay? Beauty and the Beast, we didn't ask for that shit. Okay? Dumbo, we didn't ask for that shit. Lion King, we didn't ask for that shit. Aladdin, we definitely didn't ask for that shit. Right? Okay? Cinderella, we didn't ask for that shit, but that was actually pretty good. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and here you give us Space Jam 2, right? Okay. Here's my thing. The shit looks like Ready Player One. It looks like y'all dumped all your fucking Warner Brothers intellectual properties 
mm-hmm. into a family-friendly movie. Mm-hmm. There was the problem with that. As I slowed down the trailer, I saw the niggas from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> the rated R movie uh-huh. where those same characters shut up Siri where those same characters <laughs> gang rape a woman and murder someone oh shit but y'all took out Pepe Le Pew's pervy ass but you put in the <laughs> niggas from Clockwork Orange and next to them I saw Pennywise from It what? He, I gotta go rewatch it uh, he eats children <laughs> he eats right. he, I screamed in the theater because he he bit off Georgie's arm, bruh. Yes. That shit, that that scene lives rent free in my head forever. Why is he in Space Jam? <laughs> Who the fuck is taking their kids to see Pennywise in right. Space Jam? <laughs> I was like, first I saw King Kong, then I saw Iron Giant. I said, okay, okay, I could, okay, we're in the Warner Brothers universe with Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. I saw the I saw the the Mystery Machine. You know, with mm-hmm. Velma gay ass on top, looking as cute and <laughs> queer as she wants to, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, these are these are family friendly properties, right? right? Uh-huh. And then I started seeing, I saw the niggas from Mad Max. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> and you didn't have to do this. Remember, no. Space Jam One was a limited universe. It was mm-hmm. six NBA players. And Looney Tunes. And Looney Tunes and, and the Monstars. Yes. Y'all niggas went down the list of Warner Brothers properties and chose to put these people in there. But mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, no. You put in fucking Pennywise and was like, oh, but Pepe Le Pew, that's a bridge too far. Right. What are your concerns? So when I first, when I started watching it, I seen when he gets to the universe, he's a cartoon. And I'm like, Michael Jordan wasn't no cartoon? I got no point in the, within the movie was he a cartoon. Why is he a cartoon? And then I think he goes back to being a, um, a human. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just like the... It just didn't like excite me like Space Jam. Uh, I mean, I think I'm still going to watch it just to see because Space Jam was my shit, okay? First of all, the Space Jam album was all of that if you have not listened go listen to us that shit slap right even when bug bunny and them was rapping it was lit um (laughs) just ignore just ignore r kelly like just ignore compartmentalize (laughs) he was definitely on there um yeah i think that was my one issue the other one it's just i don't know maybe because i'm an adult but i think i still would have been excited if it was like and I, I guess I get it why they did it because LeBron James might be the Michael Jordan of his time or something, but and so like the new kids needed something, but as a millennial, like yeah, Space Jam. You know what? What got me was I was like I because this had been in development for a few years, right? Mm-hmm. They've been talking about this. I think, and people might come from my head for saying this. The first Michael, like the first Space Jam, like correct me if I'm wrong. The major premises that they were dealing with her themes was one that Michael Jordan sucked at baseball mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was dealing with that right that kind of self-doubt and then two mm-hmm. he wasn't around his kids enough like he wasn't spending time with his kids right so they right. missed him he was always gone mm-hmm. Space Jam 2 was in development for a few years and there were several names that have been floated around mm-hmm. for it right one of those names was Kobe Bryant 
Mm. And maybe, and maybe this is me thinking in hindsight and hindsight is 2020, all of those things. What a missed opportunity that we are doing yet another space jam about the relationship between a father and son. When there was an opportunity to do space jam about the relationship between a father and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got chills. I got chills. Because I'm healing the relationship with my daddy, so I got chills. <laughs> you know, and I think that yeah. I think that we I think that like something to there's something to be said about those types of relationships. We talk, mm-hmm. I think kind of in the 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 public sentiment we talk about girls being like daddy's girls and it's being mm-hmm. this being like a very like my father was like very protective of me and this mm-hmm. sort of you know kind of relationship but that's you know relationships between fathers and daughters are a spectrum my relationship with my dad my dad don't protect me from shit y'all um but mm-hmm. I love my I love my daddy to death my dad is one of those like if it makes you happy dive in head first type of niggas okay mm-hmm. so my dad old as hell just bought himself a Camaro because he wanted to, you know, wild out and flex on the bitches. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's my dad. Like, when I got my motorcycle, my dad was the one in my family who had a motorcycle first, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I bought my dad's basically the same bike, same brand, same color, um, sight unseen. I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He had sold his bike when my mom found out she was pregnant with me. And they promised to never talk about bikes because they were afraid that my brother would be the one who would like want to ride motorcycles. And then mm-hmm. I came home with a bright red Suzuki. So <laughs> my dad, the first thing my dad did when he saw my bike for the first time was he put me on the back of my own bike and rode me around. Right. Wow. So like I, when it came to like Kobe and his daughter, like that kind of relationship between a father daughter resonated with me because mm-hmm. I didn't have that type of, like, I'm sure my dad feels protective of me. I'm sure that, you know, he feels protective of all of his children, right? right. But he never felt, I never got the vibe that he was protective of me because I was a girl. Like, right. And he never treated me differently because I was a girl. He had the same expectations of me as he would any of his other children. And he'll tell mm-hmm. you that he'd be like, Ty's the fun one. <laughs> she, she be wild and she keep, she keep things spicy. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, I just think there's a missed opportunity to keep telling the same stories over mm-hmm. and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause you're either daddy's girl or you got daddy issues. Right. <laughs> again, it's a binary. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I feel like I'm a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> cause like my dad, he raised me, but you know, once I became an adult, our relationship changed drastically. Um, I was no longer daddy's little girl. I mean, he, you know, he'll still call me like, how's my first cub? Cause I'm the first kid or whatever. But our relationship is definitely not the same as him, his and my brother's. Like, he don't talk to me like he talks to my brother. And, you know, they can talk about bitches. I'm like, dad, I can talk about bitches too. I'm your bisexual <laughs> daughter, duh. Like, <laughs> I like hoes too. <laughs> but- <laughs> but I don't think he, he I don't think he's there yet um but uh yeah so I think that that would have been dope that definitely would have been a dope thing to see you know she was interested in basketball and it, 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 it cut the the gender norms right because <laughs> girls could be interested in basketball too and he disputed anybody who came for that relationship right people would mm-hmm. ask him like do you feel unsatisfied because you never had boys 
and mm-hmm. he never did. There was nothing. He didn't feel like there was anything a boy could achieve that his daughters couldn't. Mm-hmm, that part. Okay? That part. And so, and I, I find it hilarious how you same niggas that was hashtagging girl dad in the wake of Kobe, you know, and Gigi's death are the same niggas talking about how Sweetie deserved to get hands put on her. That's fine. That's fine. And she didn't. I don't think, back to that real quick, I don't think for me personally, I didn't have enough information to choose one side or the other. If I were to let like social media sway my decisions, I'd probably be like, oh, he abused her. Fuck that nigga. But that's not what I've seen. I've seen him tussling over a bag. He outpowered her. She fell. Like th- that right. was my. And he left her on the ground. Like, yeah. That, and I was like, y'all both got too much money to be fighting over whatever the fuck is in this bag. Right. <laughs> it, like if it ain't the Holy Grail. Like, I don't understand what the significance of this bag was. There's nothing right. that's going to make me get into a physical altercation. There's nothing I can't replace. Mm-hmm. It was some petty shit. It was probably some petty shit. You know how shit go. Well, the shit, and it was a, the that weirdest that looking shit, bag. I saw that video footage and I was like, nigga, is that a Call of Duty drop? <laughs> Did this nigga just get reinforcements helicoptered in? Like, who, who was carrying this bag? Right, yeah. What the hell is in that bag? bag. What you got in, in that, that bag? bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question. I was uh-huh. like, I need to know. I need de- <laughs> when people say I need to know Quavo's side. No, I need to know what the fuck was in that bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga looked dead into the elevator, and you knew, you know, he knew he was toasted, bruh. Like he looked dead into the camera, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. yo, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I was like, all you niggas look up to Jay Z and want to be like him. Well, congratulations, Quavo. <laughs> okay, welcome to the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is too funny. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss today? That's all I got. I have you. Always talking to you always brings me such joy. I think. Oh, same bees. I laugh so much whenever we we get together and record our pod, our little baby podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. I think that we need to be finding, especially in these, you know, these difficult times we live in. I think we need to be finding our joy yes. wherever we can. Right? Yes, yes. Choose joy, man. It's so much better looking on the bright side of things than all the darkness that we could focus on right yeah for sure um and that's draining right like it's Mm -hmm. a vampiric suck on our souls to constantly be um just immersed in the negativity and the darkness of the world right so let your light so shine before men i'm taking y'all back to church so they may see your good work all right now yes (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> See, I don't know what y'all. Shakira has been biblical all pod, all pod. The glory that is. Look, it's Easter, you know. I was, I was singing the dark song. He lives, he lives. You know, I don't even get in that bag, but I've been in that. It's my grandma. Her, her uh, uh, anniversary just passed. I think she's on me right now. She's on me. <laughs> Yo, I wait every. I wait every year. Once a year, I post this meme of Jesus dancing. And mm. it has the lyrics to Meek Mill, <laughs> Dreams <laughs> and Nightmares. And that shit is, it just cracks me up every single year. I literally wait all year to post it. I should be like, hold up, wait a minute. 
Y'all thought I was y'all thought I was finished. Y'all thought I was finished. Y'all thought I was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay. (laughs) It is like the funniest shit ever to me. I don't know why that it always makes me laugh and I always get excited every Easter to like post Mm, it. I'm posting this shit. (laughs) Right. That shit is in my screenshot folder waiting, always ready. I seen this so, one and it was like, if you don't, if you don't sin, then I die for nothing. <laughs> and I was like, you right, you right, you right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope I'm so wrong about the pearly gates. Cause I feel Girl. like I'm going to show up and they're going to be like, <clears throat> mm. <laughs> and like unscroll, unscroll a list. <laughs> right. Bitch, we think you. Okay. Right. <laughs> I we told you I was you. omnipresent. Right, and you and you laughed about all of it. <laughs> hey yo, I'm cracking up. Uh, oh, oh, but... let me do say this: if you are a returning visitor, welcome back. We love you so much. Thank you for supporting. If you mm-hmm. are a new listener, please go through our back catalog. Give it a yeah, listen. yeah. And like and comment. Let us know what y'all want to hear about. What y'all want to talk yes. about. DM us on uh what is it at TTP and just what is it dot podcast dot podcast okay TTP yeah. dot podcast right is our yeah. official Instagram page find us on our individual instas I'm at Tyrannosaurus dot Rex and I am at Shakira Nicole underscore so by all means but this has been a wrap I'm so happy I'm gonna go out and do whole shit after this. Hey, I'm gonna do some whole shit. Let me see if a whole shit I can get into. I gotta, I gotta write papers. I'm stop. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna have all the whole shit this summer. Lord. So, with that being said, <laughs> when in doubt, trust the thought process. We out, y'all. Peace.